Hello and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson and I am joined, as always, on the other line by, maybe for the last time this season, it's Anthony Chang, our Heat Beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's going on? Have we lost faith, David? Is that what I hear? lost faith. (laughs) Well, we're going to talk. We're going to talk all about it. Uh, Not a great night for the Heat on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, We are recording this moments after the Bulls. rallied what was 19 down i think it was 19 down yeah in the, in the second half i think or or it was a big comeback uh mm-hmm. demar Derozan went off in toronto uh fun little subplot or kind of zach levine plot there 39 zach levine yeah, yeah really went off uh so now they are getting ready to head down to miami we'll see if their flights can get in <laughs> um with all this weather right it's a now good point actually um, yeah We've got a, a, it all comes down to this uh, Friday night. Heat will host the Bulls with both teams season on the line. Uh, as you were saying right before we started recording, you're not prepared for this because you were all ready for the Raptors <laughs> to win. Um, and as I said, it kind of just speaks to what these play-ins are. It's it's a lot of randomness. Um, you texted me during the game, a lot of mid-basketball in these play-in games. That Laker game uh, uh, kind of, I think, was like, the epitome of a play-in game. They kind of should be playing these games in Dayton, it feels like. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's with the the problem. We talked about this over and over again, that this Heat team was just as likely to lose two kind of inexplicable games in a play-in as they were to go on a run. And, and now, I mean, we're halfway to that. I think the way the Heat played on Tuesday night is certainly not encouraging. Um, uh, where, where should we start? Let, let, I guess we'll start with what happened... Tuesday night, and then we'll dive into uh, a little bit of a Bulls preview and just kind of um, the whole idea of the play-in. Um, it, it just kind of an awful performance from the Heat on Tuesday. I don't even know like where to, Kyle Lowry was great. Everyone else was yeah, great. yeah. I mean, so Tyler many. Tyler Hero had a good run in the second half, but for the most right. part, nothing. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Yes, so many of the Heat, like so many of the Heat's issues, season-long issues, made an appearance yes. in that game. In the beginning, it was shooting. I think it started 3 or 15 yep. from three. They kind of got – made a few threes thanks to Kyle Lowry in the second half. Um, their defense was not good in the first half, early mm-hmm. on especially. I think they had 65 uh, – the Hawks had 65 first-half points. Defense has been a problem, like we've discussed here since the All-Star break. Um, but really, the thing that killed them – and if you're listening to this podcast, you should know this by now – was the offensive rebounds, the second-chance yes. points. That was definitely um, the storyline coming out of the game. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. I mean, that was the game. The Heat were outscored 26 to 6 yeah. in second chance points. The Heat lost by 11. So mm-hmm. it pretty much comes down to that. Uh, if you want to make it that simple. And I think we've discussed this too last month or so. The Heat have been a really good, you know, I know people say they're, they're small, they're not athletic. They've been a good defense, defensive rebounding team for most of the year. Yeah. I think they still finish. Uh, six and defensive rebounding percentage. I think entering the also break, they were fifth or fourth, mm-hmm. um, which is elite in that department. But uh, the past, I think since the break or the last month or two, they've basically been like 15th, 16th in defensive rebounding, which is not terrible. Yeah, middle, but there's been slippage. Middle yeah. Literally middle there's attack. been slippage. And Atlanta, I think since the break, like Quinn Snyder, since he got there, they've been, they've been, a, been the best offensive rebounding team on uh, that time. So, Put those two things together. Clint Capella is a great rebounder. Yeah. Um, he had 21 rebounds, eight offensive rebounds. Yeah. 
the they Hawks shoot a lot of threes. Those are those yeah. are good offensive rebound yeah. opportunity shots. Yeah, I was rewatching the game this morning. And you kind of see what the Hawks were trying to do. Um, they would get Bam out into you know on the switch in the perimeter, and then by the basket it was like you know Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, and Max Struess, and the Hawks had Clint Capella and Deion. Yeah. Down there crashing the glass, and it's like, who do you think is gonna come down with the offensive rebound? It's not that, not that hard to figure out. So, um, you know, the Hawks had a good game plan, um, even with like some of their pick and roll coverages of just kind of uh, the way they matched up with the Heat, what the Heat wanted to do offensively uh, was pretty smart. So I think Quinn Snyder did a good job, and you know, the Bulls, I'm sure, will look at that game. They don't have the same personnel as Atlanta, but yeah. they will look at that game and see what Atlanta did, and, and they'll try to replicate some of that stuff. Yeah, the Bulls do not shoot a lot of threes, so no. they cannot kind of do the tray, like playing a million feet away from the basket thing yeah. in the same way. But um, they're also a bad offense. Not, not a well, they're not a, they're not a great offensive rebounding team. I think they're the third yeah. lead, third worst offensive rebounding percentage in the NBA. So if Heat fans want any good news, <laughs> you pro- they they probably won't have to watch another opponent get twenty two offensive rebounds yeah. again. Yeah, well, to me, the, the worst sign is just that like the stars kind of didn't show up. Jimmy yeah. was aggressive, um, but missed a lot of, missed a lot of shots. Um, and Bam was, we, we, we've talked about it. He's been not, he was incredible in the first two thirds of the season. And since the all-star break, he's kind of gone back to the, the Bam that frustrates people. And we saw that again last night. So that, that is the bigger concern for me is just, um, this team has had flaws as we've said all year long. Uh, but for the most part, the stars have covered it up, uh, not and not covered it up, but if you know the re- team finished a couple games over 500, basically because of Bam and Jimmy. Um, and if you know if it was just a one-game aberration, then they should be able to beat the Bulls tomorrow. But we have seen a lot of times, as we said, like they get in these funks and losses string together, and it takes them a couple games to get out of it. And obviously, they have no time left for that. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy and Bam need to show up. That's the bottom line. Yeah, like, he can't win. I mean, if they show up, I mean, and maybe they won't win even if they show up because Zach Levine can score forty right. and but to have any Mark chance to score thirty. Right. If they show up, the Heat should win. Doesn't mean they will win, but if they don't show up, they got no chance. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy was aggressive. He took nineteen shots, went to the free throw on eleven times. Mm-hmm. He just was really inefficient. He was six yeah, of nineteen. His he least a lot efficient of performance. shots around the rim. Yeah, both, least of mid range shots. Yeah. Least efficient performance in over three months, I think since like January 2nd or something like that. He's been so efficient since the break, shooting 61% from the field. And picked a bad time to to really have a dud. Um, and like you said, yeah, he missed a lot of shots at the rim that he normally makes. Mm-hmm. Um, Bam too. Bam missed some bunnies as well. And I know Elena did a good job of, of really like loading up in the paint and putting you know, length around those guys, putting two two guys whenever those whenever they got the ball, like around the basket. So that made an impact, but there were just some that you're like, they make those most of the time. Yeah. Um, and a, a few of those go down and, and the game might be different even with all the offensive rebounds. So um, yeah, I, I would expect Jimmy and Bam to play better um, on Friday. I know Bam specifically, this has kind of been a continuation yeah, that that's trend, really I guess that's the bigger the concern, yeah. right? Like Jimmy, you could probably count on yeah one hand the number of times he's had two like mediocre games back to back all year. It probably it probably is not even more than like two or three instances of that. Um, but bam, like you said, like 
the problem is they can't afford both of them to to no show, and they they kind of both did. Um, Kyle Lowry, and he that's obviously the big positive out of the night. I mean, for the guy right. who's kind of been the like the punching bag in a lot of Heat's fans' mind, like he was the one guy who tried to tried to <laughs> tried to get him into the the playoffs last night. If it wasn't for him, that would have been like a twenty five point Terrible. loss. Yeah. 30 point loss. Yeah, I mean, it was headed toward that at the end of the first half, basically. And yeah, down by 24. Yeah. And he hit a bunch of shots down the stretch to make it competitive going into the second half. And obviously, they made it sort of close at, at points in the second half. But yeah, yeah. I, mean, he, I mean, if he plays like that, it changes a lot. I mean, again, we're, now we're talking about a team that even if they win, they're going to play the Bucks. Like, it's right. really Which hard. Which we to, should discuss. You know, it's it's hard to envision discuss. this season going much yeah. more than a, another two weeks at, in the best right. case scenario. Um, but, and if, if like they had gotten that Kyle Lowry, like it, it's the whole, in some ways, the story of the heat season. And again, this is just the story of mediocre teams. It's just like nothing comes together all at once. Right. The offense was, or the defense was so good in the first half, the offense was terrible. And then eventually the offense starts going, but the defense slips and, you know, Jimmy, you know, Bam was obviously an all-star in the first half. Uh, and Jimmy was in and out of the lineup. And then in the second half, after the All-Star break, <laughs> Jimmy's one of the best players in the league, and Bam regresses. And now yeah. the start, now Kyle's finally playing his best ball, at least for one night, yeah. and the rest of the roster didn't show up. It's, that, that's what happens, though, when you're a mediocre team. is Yeah. Inconsistent across the board. Yeah, and also, like, it's like we've been saying, I still don't know what the Heat do really well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just still, I don't know. They like, have Jimmy Butler. If you got, exactly, that's pretty well. much it. Yeah. If you ask me what's the formula to beat the Bulls, like how they're going to beat the Bulls, I don't know. They could have a really big scoring night, or they could just shut them down defensively. I wouldn't be surprised either way at this point. Um, but yeah, I think Jim, the one consistent is Jimmy Butler, and then second is Bam, having Bam as a mm-hmm. kind of anchor defense. And, you know, he should be able to. I mean, the Bulls play in a drop, right? So that's good for Bam and Tyler Hero and their pick yeah. and roll, um, theoretically. So this should be a Bam and Tyler game. Um, they should have, you know, if the Heat are going to win, I think those two guys will have pretty big nights. Um, but again, I don't know what to expect. I I never know what to expect entering a game uh, with the Heat this season, just because they're so inconsistent and they really don't have any an identity at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's they're in some ways it makes them the perfect uh, play-in team, as we we discussed. Yeah. Like these play-in teams, you watch them all, and it's like. They have like two good players. Yeah, even the Lakers, who like people are now like, uh, could they could they make a run to the finals out of the seven seed? Like, they have Bam or they have uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis, and then a bunch of role players who, you know, probably some better probably better role players than the Heat has, but like guys who can play really well on a given night and guys who don't play very well on a given night. And I mean, even in we just watched. The Bulls Raptors game, you saw the Raptors were incredible in the first half, and then terrible. Yeah. Like it's from half to half to half, quarter to quarter, these teams, and it makes the Heat the team that is just unpredictable, and every game is a toss up. Like that's what all these play-in teams are, right? They're all 500 teams basically who can look incredible on a given night. You know, the Heat and the Lakers, as both as a seven seed in each conference, make kind of a natural comparison point. Um, both because of their where they stand. Obviously, they played in the finals not that long ago with basically the same cores, uh, at least the like same stars on on those teams. And you know, the Lakers had a had some runs this year where they looked incredible. They also started two and ten. The Heat had 
probably not the same. They didn't have the same highs as the Lakers or the same lows necessarily, but like same thing where you look at, they have Jimmy Butler and they can, they should be string together wins. They should be better. Um, And you know, the Lakers obviously won probably the worst basketball game, probably the worst like playoff basket playoff basketball game. I'm Mm -hmm. doing air uh, quotes uh, (laughs) for those listening. Uh, Probably the worst playoff basketball game I've ever watched last night. The heat lost a game and now they're, down to their last life. That was, and yeah. That's just what yeah. the play-in is, right? Like, you know, one day maybe one of these play-in teams is going to go on a run. Maybe the Lakers will do it because they have LeBron James. But, like, ultimately these play-in teams are these, are – these are fun games for a week to kill time yeah. for a week, and yeah. then they get run over in the first round for a reason. Yeah, there's a reason why for the first two years the eight teams that have advanced out of play-in have all lost in the first round. And they really haven't been long series. I was going to say, uh, what's the longest yeah. series of those? Have any I, of them? I, I might be like six, I think. I, I don't know. Was, I, I can't remember. Was uh, New Orleans, were they a playing team last year? Was that a two seven um, series? I know when the East or, it was Atlanta. Minnesota. When the East it was Atlanta and um, who did Boston play in the first round? I forget. But oh, the point but, is they have. And they swept them. They swept them right, and then Brooklyn was the team. They were, they were the play. They were the scary. Right, they were the scary team. team, just like the Heat are. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but to go back to the Bulls, they they do. I think the Heat match up better with Chicago than they do Toronto. So if I'm the Heat, I think I'm pretty happy with this result. Um, but the Bulls do have entered with a little bit of an advantage, I think, because they have an identity. They yeah. have the number one defense in the NBA. It's a, it's a weird team because the way they're built, you're like, they're a good <laughs> offensive team. They can't play defense. They have the number one defense in the NBA after the All-Star break, the third best defense in the NBA all season. Um, and after the break, they're 14-9 and nine with the third best net rating behind the Celtics, I think, and Golden State. Um, they've been good. <laughs> they, and they, Their offense is 15, so they're average, but they have an, an average offense and a lead defense. Um, so they've been playing good basketball lately. Um, compared to the Heat, who really have not been playing good basketball on either end uh, since the break. Plus, you throw in the fact that the Bulls are three and zero against the Heat this season. Um, yeah, how much do you? Yeah, how much does that like do you buy in? I, I can't. Were those matchups like kind of games we can learn anything from, or is that just throw it out? I have to go through each one again because, like I yeah. said earlier in the podcast, I was really preparing for the Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. But, uh, yeah, I'm a little behind now. But, I mean, the first game was the season opener where, like, that was, like, so one of the first disappointing – well, the first disappointing loss it because you're, like – Yeah, they, they enter that, the season with, you know, with high hopes. They're playing a Bulls team that isn't supposed to be great, and they lose yeah. by eight points at home. Um, but the last the last uh, game they played was just a few weeks ago. Uh, when was it? In Mar- March 18th, so less than a month ago. In Chicago, the Heat lost by 14. And the Bulls are on playing on the second of a back-to-back. Um, so there's something there that uh, that bothers the Heat. And I think DeMar's had some big games against Miami, uh, right? And the Bulls' defense is really good at kind of limiting three-point shots. There's so many defenses, including the Heats, that kind of make teams shoot threes. Um, but the Bulls stay home on the three-point shooters, and they kind of make teams – make. I think they force teams to the most long twos in the NBA – so that's kind of their formula. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Heat, this is not going to be an easy one, obviously. I don't think anything's easy for the Heat at this point. But yeah, exactly. The Bulls have the best defense in the NBA for the last two months. And um, to me, 
that's an ed, you know they have the edge because they have a clear kind of clear vision of what they need to do to win the game. Yeah, I, w- I was going to originally set aside the second half of this episode to actually like break down yeah. the matchup, but I don't even know. If Sorry about that. Like, I don't even know <laughs> that. But uh, no, I mean, I don't even know if that's important because it, like we said, they're ra- it's just random when these yeah. like it's a one game series. It is uh, two mediocre teams, right? Two roughly 500 teams who it's kind of come down to, to about who makes shots, Anthony. I don't know if you know, but basketball, it's a make or miss, not, league. A make or miss yeah. league. And that, I mean, in a one game series, it literally is because bad teams beat good teams all the time. And especially like two average teams, like it basically will come down to who hits their tough shots and, and it, you know, which stars probably show up. These, these are two teams that are kind of very like star driven in some ways, yeah. right? It's, the it's star driven league in a make or miss league. Yeah. <laughs> But especially these teams, like the Heat's role players are inconsistent. The Bulls' role players, like I mean, Alex Caruso and Pat Bev. Right, I mean, you got Caruso and Pat Bev, kind of different. I mean, the Heat yeah. is like hero, very different types of role players. But you know, neither uh, both teams kind of go as their stars go because Levine and DeRozan are such ball dominant guys, and then in the Heat's case, Jimmy is such, is such a ball dominant guy, especially come playoff time. Um, but just, just largely, I think, as I, you, I mean, you, you said you want to talk about it, just the fact that even if they win, they're getting to Milwaukee. Yeah, we should, we should close on that, I think. Yeah, yeah I think that's where we got to finish. Uh, the play in is, I, I looked it up. Um, last year, Minnesota and New Orleans were playing. Okay. Those series went six. The Lakers went six a couple of years. Remember, they played the Warriors, and that was, that was the yeah. original dangerous, uh, play in team. Uh, they ended up losing to Phoenix in six. So there have been a couple series that have gone six. I don't think any have gone seven yet. Um, yeah, none of the East ones definitely have. So six is the longest they go. Usually they're much shorter, especially in the Eastern Conference. They've kind of been lately when the East has been really top heavy. Um, definitely have seen those games kind of be those series yeah. be pretty quick work. Um I think a lot of Heat fans are wondering, are the Heat even going to show up on Friday, right? Um, it is there. How much value is there in in making the playoffs? It feels like no matter what happens Friday, like I said, this series is not this season's not going to go longer than another ten days or whatever, probably. Right. And they're kind of kind of wind up in the same place no matter what at the end of all this, right? Yeah, I mean. Obviously, obviously the they're gonna man. like. Obviously, the Heat want to make the playoffs. Like, yeah, they're not gonna yes. throw the game. No, I know, like, I know. They're gonna try to win it. I know. I don't think I've. Social media is not a good barometer of like. No. Real society, but I don't think I have one person, like that's that's I've seen on Twitter a Heat. That's fan like hype for this game. No, that that wants the Heat to win. Like they, I know. everybody I know. I know. wants the Heat to lose and just to put fans out of their misery and just kind of maybe see if they can. Get a 0.5% chance to get the number one Or the 0.56 chance at uh, Scoot Henderson. Yeah, I mean, so a win, yeah, it'll get them into the playoffs. I don't think fans are going to be, like, celebrating over a win. No, no, definitely Fans are going to be upset, like, that they have to deal with this for another week or so. Um, It's going to be the the Alonzo morning gif, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess we'll have to live this out for another yeah. week. Now. Um, 
But when it comes to like heat players, they're going to obviously try to win a game. I think the question yeah, yeah. is mentally like, what's like, is there that motive, that motivation they would normally have in this type of setting when they yeah. kind of like, they're off coming off a really disappointing loss. Well, and if things go sideways they're, quickly, right. Are you that, that's what I worry more about is if this team goes down like they did against Atlanta, obviously in the NBA, those, 20 point comebacks happen all the time now. We just saw 19 yeah, comebacks saw, tonight. Yeah. Um, I worry about what this is going to look like if the Heat get down early. Like, is it one, yeah. two, three, Cancun at that point? Yeah. And like, like the fact that you know, like, in the especially back with of their all heads, this rain, they got to get out of Miami. <laughs> in the back of their heads, they know, okay, we win this. We have to fly to Milwaukee fly to the Milwaukee, next day, play the Bucks, play Giannis. <laughs> play, yeah. And, you know, deal with that. So, like, yeah, there, there, there is like a mental aspect of yes this, obviously right? they right. want to win but there's levels to wanting to win right right like it's natural we see guys try a lot harder in game seven of the nba finals than they do in game one of the regular season and then they do in game one of the nba finals and this game sits somewhere between like game seven of a first round series and game one of the regular season right like yeah the motivation factor is hard to judge because it is a must win game in the sense that you must win to keep your season alive but <laughs> there, there's it's not it's not it's not a great reward no it's not you win and you're in the nba finals it's yeah, yeah uh you win and like you said you fly to milwaukee the next day an underrated city especially in the springtime i like milwaukee i, I love really milwaukee. Like milwaukee i'm okay all they that. care about I'm is beer and ice cream i'm great good town. with milwaukee yeah, I'm I'm happy if that's what it ends up being. But um, yeah, and also like I think there's a the part that I think if the Bulls win on Friday, it's like a, I think Bulls fans will be happy, right? Like that's yeah, a success for the them. Bulls, they it's a bigger deal. They're the yeah. ten seed. They get to get in the yeah. playoffs. It's like they see that as a comp- an accomplishment. So I think there's there is motivation on their end. And they've the got heat. momentum, right? They do like yeah, they they come off cares, but they have momentum. And for the Heat, you win Friday, like we said, and, you know, a lot of, they don't care, but fans are going to be happy. And even if they win, like, this season is still going to be considered a big disappointment if they lose in the first round to Milwaukee, you know? Yeah. So there's that part, too. So I don't, I know, if, I, if, I think... If the Heat, if the, if the Bulls win, Zach Levine is talking trash to the Heat crowd, right? If the Heat wins, like, Jimmy Butler gives Udonis Haslam a handshake and they get on a plane to Milwaukee. Yeah, right. It's just everything's relative and relative to expectations this season. This is not where the heat wanted to be entering the, if they went entering the playoffs is the East number eight seed facing the bucks in the first round. This was supposed to be an Eastern conference final series for the heat. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I'm going to say this cliche and this is the way every play on playing game has been, but I feel like it's 50, 50 at this point. It is. Heat, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised by any outcome. Not only because the Heat are inconsistent and kind of unpredictable, but because that's just the nature of the playing tournament and these, like, mm-hmm. you know, average teams pretty much. Yeah. Um, if the Bulls win behind a great defense performance, I would not be shocked. If the Heat win because Jimmy Butler scores 35 on 12 field goal attempts and 20 of <laughs> 25 shooting at the foul line, I wouldn't be surprised. It's just. That'd, that'd be a lot of misses for him. I'd be a little surprised. That's true. What is that for? It's like 80% from the line. Ah, that's not bad. 80%. Bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that's where I stand at this point. I'm going to pack my bag to go to Milwaukee on Saturday, go cover Friday's game, and then I guess see what happens, see if I'm going to get in a plane this weekend. Uh, 
going back to really quickly to what we were just talking about with the motivation factor, um, the just what is the so like obviously the reason you would want to win this series is if you believe that if you the reason you want to win the play-in game obviously one because you want to win and because you want to get into the playoffs but the, the bigger reason is you still believe that this team could go on a run do you do you think the heat believes this team can actually like if they get to milwaukee upset milwaukee and go on a run there obviously they're not going to say they don't but like right this, i don't know this does not I seem like know. a team that really believes in it itself right now i think there are some guy people in that building um that believe that they still can put it together. But I, I have to think that there are some others that, I mean, they have to see it, right? Like, yeah. uh, lo- so bad loss after right. bad if loss, disappointing performance. If they believe they're one win away from all of a sudden, like, that's a seven-game series with Milwaukee, like, if they truly believe they can beat anyone on any given night, they're going to be motivated. But not, like, it's going to be hard. I think they, I think even before all this and before this season – my like the feeling I got was the Heat really respected Milwaukee, obviously, yeah. and they thought I mean, that they the were probably the best that, team in the East. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. last time they lost, uh, I mean, two years ago they got embarrassed by Milwaukee in the first round of the playoffs. And Milwaukee, I think, is better now. Yeah. Uh, and they have Goran Dragic and Jay Crowder, two guys that helped the Heat beat the Bucks, are now yeah on the Bucks roster and really not even in the rotation for them. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bucks are really, really good. Yeah. I think Chris Middleton is healthy, actually. So, yeah, that's going to be and the fact that you're, you know, they've had a, the Bucks have had a week off, and the Heat, if they win Friday, would be playing game one of that series like 36 hours later. Um, yeah. I mean, you never know what can happen, right? But that'd be a pretty historic. It would be because if someone upset. gets. To- Someone makes a run out of the play, and the first time yeah, it happens, it hasn't happened. Be history. Yeah. yeah, and even eight versus one. I know it's happened a few times where you go to like Golden State over Dallas that year with Baron Davis, or I think that's the um, last time though, right? Yeah, I guess. Uh, who else? Like the Knicks made the finals. Yeah, the Knicks. That the was a lockout, season, year, that's though, lockout yeah. year. Just doesn't happen often. Yeah, no. So I think most realistic people would say, okay, you win Friday, your season's probably not lasting more than like. Two yeah. weeks at most. And, it, and, it, and I I assume, I mean, obviously, if they go on a run again, like it changes the way they're thinking. But losing tomorrow versus losing in five games to Milwaukee, I can't imagine is going to change. Well, one, probably the way the Heat feel about their season. Um, and, and two, just like what this front office is going right. to do in the summer. No, it's not going to change that. It's at just, all. It's, it's a couple, it's two extra. Weeks of work. Games of yeah, two extra weeks of work <laughs> and two two more uh, gates, right? You get you get you get yeah. to sell some sell some hot dogs. It's funny. Um, Boston uh, Boston paper Boston outlet sent a reporter to the Hawks heat game on Tuesday, and he he interviewed Heat players that shoot around, like preparing to write this story of Heat Celtics in the first round. Um, I spoke to him after the game, and he's like, everyone in Boston thought it was going to be Heat Celtics. Like, yeah. they just assumed. Boston, you know, Boston fans, I think we've seen it, like Bill Simmons and others. Like, they were scared of the Heat, of facing the Heat in the first round, and it ends up being Boston-Atlanta. I think outsiders still view this team as, like, a a, a threat. Yeah, right? I mean, they because were, they like, a think, pretty, they were five-point favorite. Like, the yeah. teams are just, like, but the, the, it's all year what the Heat, I think, have, like, the worst record in the league against the spread. It's a spread. Like, yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah, like, the 
the per outside perception. And it's funny because the heat fan, the cocky heat fan is like a thing. Right. And just like but not anymore. No, this, no, it's been the exact. But that's the other thing with heat fans. It's, there's no middle ground. It's, it's no. either cocky or like I want to jump off the Rickenbacker. Right. <laughs> no in between. I just feel like for those who haven't watched the team or like they're still they still think they can be the team from last season because they have a pretty similar roster. Yeah. But for those of us who have watched a team and I look at the numbers, this team is flawed. It just is not the same team at all, at all, on either end. Um, and I think we, for the first half of the year, we were all waiting for them to kind of replicate, like make it work or kind of get it to click. But at this point, 83 games into the season, they just are who they are at this point. And whether they win Friday or not, that doesn't change that. To use a word you used to me in a text earlier, they are mid. Well, I said that with the play-in tournament, but yes, the Heat are. T- I mean, you could argue. I, I think the Heat Heat's roster is better than the num- like should be better than what they are right now. Yeah. Right? But if you look at the numbers, they're below mid. Again, they yeah. have the worst net rating out of any of the twenty teams who qualified for the postseason. So, and there's something to be said about that. You know, I know like Jimmy Jimmy Butler is kind of. Turned it up a notch lately, but they still were 12 and 11 after the break with him shooting 61% from the field. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, that just shows you kind of all the issues that have kind of plagued them all year. There's, it's not just one or two, it's a lot. Well, I think either way, we're getting ready for a long offseason uh, in Miami, yeah. long, potentially busy offseason. We just don't know whether it will start this weekend or two weeks from now. Uh, but either way, we will be back next week. Um, either to eulogize this heat season uh, more so than we already have. And we've kind of done it, I think, pretty extensively over the last <laughs> half hour here. Uh, or to talk about a um, Milwaukee series. And I don't know, maybe Miami will be up 2-1 by the time. I guess it wouldn't be that deep into the series. It'd be, we'd be maybe it'll be 1-1. One, one. Maybe it'll be 1-1 one, yeah. one, and all of a sudden the cocky Heat fan will be back. And I mean, that's the know, thing. All here's the thing. If the win. Heat wins one yeah. in Milwaukee, <laughs> one game. Yeah. if they win their all next back. two, all of a sudden, it's like Jimmy Butler don't yeah. want to play like, him in a playoff series. Eric Spolstra always says, and he's right. I mean, the conversation changes fast in this league, especially in the playoffs. It just takes one win, one huge. Do I think the Heat are going to win four times against the Bucks? No. But could the Heat win once in Milwaukee? Because of a great, you know, like this is like a play in. It's a one game thing. Like, yeah. can the Heat win once in Milwaukee to put a scare into the Bucks and like start the whole cocky Heat thing? fan thing again yeah that could happen and i guess that would be fun um if we get if we get at least a little taste of that before the year's over yeah i mean they if they get to the I mean, <laughs> if they get to round one they could make that a six game oh. series why not and then cleveland new york in the second round winnable series yeah winnable series then boston and they've been scared of the heat all year i mean Maybe they can make the finals. Let's see. When you, they think can make about it, when you think about it, they're really only like five wins away because, again, the New York, they're going to beat New York in round two. They're really only five <laughs> wins away from being like right back in game seven of the Eastern Conference finals because we know Heat, Boston, that's a seven game series. Six I do wins, think they're kind of six wins away from the finals right now. You say so, James. <laughs> Let's just get this one win on Friday, and then we'll, and then we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, you got anything else, or should we wrap this up? Panthers. Panthers, yeah. They're in the playoffs. Yeah. 
We haven't done the Panthers minute in a while. No, we haven't. They haven't been worth it much most of this year, but but they're playing. I mean, the best. You and Alex, you get your Alex Lyon jersey yet? Not yet, but what a story! I know it's it is a crazy story. It's a great story. Yeah, where did he come from? He was just like like bouncing around the minors. Like he's been like a third goalie on NHL teams for like the last eight years or whatever, five six years. Was in Carolina last year. Actually won the Calder Cup, which is like the American Hockey League. Okay. So he was the the minor league champion goalie last year in Carolina's organization. So he was like kind of one of the top third goalies bouncing around, like the guy who's going to be your minor league goalie. And then if something happens, he gets called up. Question um, is, could, he's going to get an is, NHL contract this offseason, though. So good for him. He should definitely. Yeah, he'll be a backup somewhere. Yeah. Um, is Kachuk the best professional athlete in, in South Florida sports? Between him and Jimmy, right? Yeah, has to, I mean, I guess Tyreek. Tyreek. It might be Tyreek, honestly. Tyreek is really, really good. But Kachuk, I mean, he's. I think he's going to be runner-up for MVP. I mean, is he the second best player in the sport? I'm not quite sure about that, but I think he's going to be runner-up for MVP. Is it, I mean, it's it's those three pretty much: Jimmy, Kachuk, and Tyreek, Tyreek. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone else even close. In the, to, Luis Arias. Uh, Luis Arias, yeah. Sandy. Sandy, I guess. He, although he's had a rough start. Yeah, so it's hard to say him right now. But, yeah, I mean, Kachuk is awesome. He's been, I mean, I, it's, it's the best, it's, like, best success story of a guy coming to South Florida since LeBron. I, maybe, yeah. I guess Jimmy. I think you're, you're one with Jimmy. They did go to the finals, technically. Yeah. It's it crazy took, how it much. It just took, pain. like, 18 months to get there because of the Yeah, it didn't the feel like pandemic. one season. It like three yeah. seasons. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just crazy how the Panthers, like, really won that trade, like, Clear cut won that trade. Jonathan they Huber- still like are you know, know not as good as last year. Jonathan Huberdeau is going to have the biggest drop off ever in points in an NHL season. Wow. Went from like one, I think what one fifteen, I want to say he had last year, and he's going to finish with like sixty this year. Wow, that's insane. No, I, I mean that was a great. Flames are going to fire their coach, and yeah, has not worked out for them. But that was a yeah, great it, is, it is crazy. I mean, it is like. For all the, and I get like the people who like are frustrated by Paul Maurice and, you know, he has no track record of playoff success, basically went to the finals once for a guy who's played, coached like the third or fourth most games in NHL history. Um, they didn't, they made excuses all year about the injuries and stuff and like, uh, kind of get it. Like, yeah, Barkov missed 10 games, Bennett's missed 15 games and they're, we're in cap hell too, where they've got like ten eight million dollars still owed to Keith Yandel this year. Like that's another that's that's a big part of why they're not we're not that good this year. Is they're like one defenseman short because Keith Yandel's eating up a big chunk of the cap. There's so many parallels between the Heat and the Panther season just up until like the last month pretty much. I know like we we talked about up it until then over yeah. and over again on this this show and then um I don't know, the Panthers figured it out and the Heat never did. Yeah. Well, there's still time for the heat. We'll see. Yeah, six wins away uh, from the finals. Like you said, exactly. That should be the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they got, you know, like, uh, you, like, cross off the wins, right? Like, what, 16 wins to win the championship? Do the heat have that with, like, 17 and they're just waiting to, like, check off that first one? I mean, they usually do have that, but I'm guessing they'll have it somewhere. But it's it's been a while since the heat entered the playoffs, like... I'm not saying they can't win in the series, right? Like it's, obviously it's not impossible, but mm-hmm. that there's so little hope, right? Yeah. Like a, 
so little people like no who is gonna predict the Heat win yeah. in that series. Even when the Heat faced the 76ers, when that that you know those final Dwayne Wade years like in 2000. Yeah, they still had Dwayne Wade. 17, right? 18. Like it was still like oh could they upset the young Sixers like Ben Simmons and Embiid who I think had maybe never been to the playoffs at that point or maybe once before and they really hadn't done anything yet. Could they help? You know, there was always that question. But, like, I don't remember the last time he'd entered a playoff series, first round especially, you know, yeah. this big of an underdog if, if they do get there. Yeah. Don't pick us, right? That's a slogan, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. Don't pick us. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. He will be out at Casa. Uh, How do you pronounce it? Casaya. Casaya Arena on Casaya uh, Center. The Casaya Center, right. sorry, Casaya yeah. Center. Um, on Friday, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dbwilson2. We'll be back next week to talk about whatever the heck happens this weekend. Um, either way, it'll be eventful. So either I'll be in Milwaukee or I'll be in Cancun. One of the two. There you go. One, two, three, <laughs> Milwaukee. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you guys later.